hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santorelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, fitness, wellness trends, food, how celebrities get results. I also review other podcasts on these topics. On this show, I'd like to discuss details and the reality of trying to find balance in a world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the show. Now, if you want to support the show, you can leave a rating and a review. That just means leave some stars, leave a comment, let me know what you think. I also, so this is one of my free shows. I do two free shows a month. And then I have a subscription where I do two premium content shows a month. And if you go to the link in my bio on Instagram, you can subscribe to Craving More, which is my premium content. I also have a VIP uh, level, which is on Patreon. So you can subscribe through Apple Podcasts or you can download the Patreon app and subscribe that way. Uh, So those are a couple of ways you can support the show. Now, before we dive in, I did want to talk about our sponsor. So I want to talk to you about a trusted nutrition program focused on healthy aging and longevity. It's called Prolon for promoting longevity, and it helps maintain health, energy, clarity, weight, and performance while supporting healthy aging and rejuvenation of the cells. As you know, I'm all about slowing down the aging process and increasing longevity, and that starts with what you're consuming on a regular basis. Their main product is the Prolon 5-Day, which I'm actually going to do as soon as I get back from my little vacation in Maine. Um, And what it does is it feeds the body with clean premium ingredients while providing the rejuvenation benefits of fasting. The Prolon system allows you to eat for 5 days, and your metabolism and cells think you're fasting. It's the number one recommended fasting nutrition program based on over 20 years of research, and it was developed at the Longevity Institute of the University of Southern California. In human studies, Prolon showed to reduce biological age as well as risk factors for health conditions. It's a great body and spiritual reset that combines plant-based nutrition with spirituality and rejuvenation. Fasting is common in all divine religions and major meditation practices, and now science has uncovered that there are major benefits. So check out Prolon's nutrition products and program, and you can subscribe to the Prolon 5-Day. They have a lot of different products. They even have a one-day reset, Um, but they do recommend doing the 5-Day program at least three times a year. Uh, You can go to prolonlife.com or you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram. I also have uh, this link in my show notes and you can use code Veronica20 uh, for 20% off your products. That's Veronica20. You can just add that at checkout and you'll get 20% off your Prolon order. Enjoy. Happy New Year, everyone. It is so good to be back. I missed all of my podcast friends. Um, I hope all of you had a happy holiday season. I took a much needed break. It was nice to have a little time off. Um, And yeah, I did a lot of stuff and, you know, definitely ready for 2024 and all it's going to bring. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the um, some of the New Year's goals I have. First, I wanted to talk about um, so I have all my regular segments, of course. So I'll start with my mental health. So I for anyone new that's listening, I do a few segments at the beginning and then I get into my podcast or media review and a lot of my mental health Uh, The mental health struggles that I face have to do with my entrepreneurial journey, with uh, running a startup company in the cannabis space. So for those of you who have been listening for a while, you knew that I was coming back to Maine early to, you know, work on the startup business, uh, the, the cannabis delivery service that we're starting in Massachusetts. And, you know, it's been a journey as always, you know, it feels like we take one step forward, we take two steps back. Uh, There's just, you know, roadblock after roadblock. But, um, you know, my mental health overall, this whole holiday vacation has been good in that I've been around family, 
you know, seeing my mom, I haven't seen my mom all year. So, you know, cause we went to Europe this year, so I didn't get a chance to, you know, see her over the summer. So I did get back here in early December and it was hard. It was hard leaving Chad and, and my dogs. Uh, you know, I, I left earlier than I typically do. Usually I live, leave, you know, around the 17th of December. This time I left around the 7th. So, um, I just had to get back to do some stuff for the business. And I, I think we've pretty much, I, I'm, I'm having to extend another week because they were supposed to ship me this, um, this unit that's that's going to help with more storage for our video cameras and they never shipped it. So, you know, trying to receive shipments over the holiday season uh, has been very challenging. You know, we had some of the the video security equipment get sent to the wrong address. It got shipped back and, you know, it's just been impossible to schedule tech people because of the holidays. So we thought that we would be able to be on the um, on the January meeting to get our final license, but because of all the challenges, you know, just receiving and scheduling over the holidays, it's I, I'm just guessing it's going to get pushed to February. So um, so here we still are. You know, I was just down in Massachusetts yesterday, uh, trying. I thought yesterday would be the last day, um, but yep, shocker something's still not quite right. Well, there's many things, but, um, but hopefully we can at least, I'm hoping that the stuff that we have done will get us approved for our final license. I'm not sure. I'm waiting to hear back from the regulatory board. So, um, so overall, you know, you know, I've, I've really, because I've been working so much on improving my mental health and I study stoicism and I, you know, I, I, I control my controllables. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was like getting all stressed out and, and starting to just like get all angry that I, I couldn't get these things to go right. And I'm like, Veronica, just let it go because you can't control it. Just focus on enjoying the time with your family. Focus on this kind of relaxing, less busy time because soon it's going to be insane and you're going to be like, balls to the wall, crazy busy. So just enjoy this period. So I, I, you know, practicing that has helped me tremendously improve my mental health because you're like, why stress if you can't control the situation? It's, it's easier said than done, but it is something that I've, I've been better at learning. So, so yeah. So, you know, my mom just left to go back to Florida the other day. So, um, Chad, Chad, my boyfriend came in for a short week, but it was nice to spend New Year's Eve with him. And, and right now I am all alone in my house in Maine. Uh, there's no dogs. So that's the saddest thing. I mean, of course my, my mom not being here is sadder, but, um, but I thrive having dogs around. And so not having any dogs is going to be sad. I, you know, this is my Actually, I had had dog love last night, so this is my first full day without dog love. So we'll see how I do. Um, but it's just going to encourage me to like get home to you know my doggies and Chad as soon as possible. So hopefully by the end of next week I'll be there. Um, but anyway, I hope all of you had happy, healthy holiday season, and I hope all of your mental health journeys have been positive and you're all doing well. All right, let's get into my healthy habits segment next. So, you know, the healthy habits that I've had, you know, I used to just, when I would come home to Maine, I would just stop working out completely. Um, and I'd kind of give myself sometimes like, you know, cause I used to come home just for like a week or two. So I'd give myself two weeks off and then get back to it. Um, but you know, getting back into it after taking a, a long time off is, it's pretty rough. And, you know, I, I've recognized that I just have better, you know, less anxiety, better mental health when I still do something. So I have kept consistently working out for the most part. I, you know, I think the week that, that my boyfriend was in town, I think was the longest I went without working out. 
But besides that, you know, before he got here, I've been going out for walks. I've been doing yoga. I've been doing some strength training with just some weights that my mom has. Um, I actually bought her a um, a row machine, one of those kind of like aqua rows that's filled with water uh, and creates resistance. You know, I got here for, for Christmas and I was like, what am I? And I hadn't bought her anything yet because I really didn't know what to get her. You know, she's a woman that, you know, I always, when it comes to buying Christmas gifts for people, I, I really like to give good gifts and I want them to be meaningful. I want them to be something that someone will, will value and will use and will enjoy. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself to like choose good gifts. And I had brought some gifts back from Europe that I knew my family would like. But, but you know, the Christmas is the time that we just spoil each other. Like, I really don't do much for my siblings for their birthdays. We really just kind of pile it all into Christmas. And I give them their birthday plus Christmas gifts at one time. And it's just, it's just the most special time. So for my mom, I really wanted to give her something that she would love. And I was like panic shopping before the holiday and I just went out and bought all the stuff that I'm like, I'm not even sure she's going to like this stuff. And so I, I went out and, and bought her all kinds of stuff. And I was like, mm, and I wasn't feeling good about it. And and then we, we were having a conversation before Christmas. And she was telling me that she really, like, she can't run anymore because of some injury she has. She's a big runner. She works out a lot, which I'm so grateful for because, you know, I want my mom around for a very long time. And I'm really happy that she takes care of her health and she works out consistently. So she was saying how, I think she was saying, she was talking about this, like, one piece of cardio equipment that she really likes at the gym that the last time she went, it was being used and how she really loves rowing and she doesn't really get a, a chance to do it that much and how she almost bought a row machine for the house and then she decided not to because they're really expensive and she just, you know, she's like, I'm only here, you know, twice a year for the winter and the summer and the rest of the time she's in Florida and she's like, yeah. you know, so I was like, perfect. Let me go look online and see if I can get a, you know, a mid-range priced row machine. And, and I found one, you know, I found a great one. I, I wanted the water filled ones and it's, I got, it's a beautiful wooden one that was decently priced. And I'm like, you know what? And I was, I wasn't going to spend this much money on, on her this, this holiday, but I realized I'm like, you know what, this is something that everybody will use. Like the whole family will use this. I, at least myself, my stepfather and my mom will get use of this thing. It's going to increase her longevity. It's going to help her be healthier. You know, and I'm, that's priceless. So I'm like, let me get, and I, I could not wait to see. And, you know, and, and so I, I figured she, and I was like, how am I going to get this thing in the house when it gets delivered? But, um, anyway, I figured it out. She was so, she was so excited and, um, I just, you know, it was nice. And, and so I used it once we filled it up with water. I, I did get, get, uh, uh, one workout on, uh, with it. So, so yeah, so that was that's something that, you know, definitely use. It's nice to have a piece of cardio equipment when you don't feel like running or walking, you know, we live on a dirt road out in Maine. So, you know, I went for, I tried to go for this run the other day and there was this dog that like ran out into the street and was like into the road and was barking at me. And I got bit, I love dogs. I'm like obsessed with dogs, but I got bit by a dog when I was young running down my road. And so when I see a dog, like just bolt out into the road, I turn around. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess with it. So it's just nice to have something in the house that you can use and, you know, not get chased by dogs. So, um, so anyway, so that was great. And, you know, so I've been, I have been consistently working out while I've been here. So, um, even though I've been eating without as much balance and, you know, I haven't been eating as lean as I usually do, I don't feel like I've gained too much weight because I have been, you know, incorporating activity and strength training and, you know, I've been doing some planks and some push-ups. And so my fitness has been pretty decent, you know, not, not great, but like at least I've been kind of doing some stuff. Um, I did go through a whole week where I was basically just eating salads with egg. And I was at the point where I was like, okay, 
I'm really sick of this. But um, but yeah, I, I've definitely been, so I, I did set some health goals for the new year. I am trying to, so I finally went out and bought fish oils. I've been wanting, I've been saying for like a year that I'm going to start taking fish oils and for a lot of reasons, but I, I really am concerned about brain health as I age. Like I don't want to get dementia. I really don't want to get dementia. It runs in my family on my dad's side. And I just, you know, I'm hoping the can all the cannabis I use helps with that. I'm hoping all the exercise I get helps with that. But I did hear that uh, fish oils helps with prevent cognitive decline and there's all these other health benefits. So I finally on like January 2nd, I went to the store and the I got these these brand called Nordic Naturals, which is my friend works there. I know it's a wicked quality brand. It's expensive. Um, you can only get it like health food stores. But um, I invested in it. And I, I think investing in your health is always a good thing. So I started taking that. I really want to get consistent with the fish oils, vitamin D and magnesium. I've been pretty good with vitamin D and magnesium, but I want to get even more consistent with it. And then the other big health goal as far as nutrition is the 90 to 100 grams of protein per day, which is hard. It's not easy for me to get that much protein in. I'm get, I, I have given myself uh, the permission, I guess, to use more protein supplements. So, you know, while I've been here, I'm, I'm drinking a couple of protein shakes a day just to get extra protein in. And, um, so that's been helping. And then, but I, I, you know, I, I, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe there has been a couple days so far that I have gotten that amount in, but I'm still not quite reaching it. So, you know, when I get back, the, the problem without, with me being here is I don't really want to cook a lot here. Um, and you know, my stepfather is very, very clean and orderly. And when I cook, I make a mess. So I think now that he's left for Florida, I might try to do some things just in the air fryer. Um, like maybe I'll, I think tomorrow I'm going to go grocery shopping, get some salmon, get some vegetables. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out, but, um, but that, but you know, getting that 90 to hundred grams of protein in is definitely something I'm going to really, really focus on. Um, I actually put, I mean, I've been really good about doing my affirmations, which I think is, is just a healthy, good thing to do for your brain and for your self-esteem. So I've been doing a lot of my affirmations. I actually put it on my calendar so that they would pop up and I'd get a reminder every day. Cause I, I do think that, you know, having focused on some of those affirmations last year, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I think it's working. I'm definitely coming from a more abundant place than I have in the past. And, um, so I, I'm going to continue to do that. I want to be really consistent and see what the results of this year are. Um, but yeah, so those were my healthy habits this past holiday season. And I hope all of you have had some good, healthy habits yourselves. All right, let's get into my tasty treat section. So I definitely have many, many more, tasty treats than I've had in the past, uh, or at least in my last podcast. Um, so we've done a lot of eating out. So I'm going to cover some of it. I'm going to save my New Year's Eve dinner for my next show. But um, but my mom took us to out to, to lunch in Camden. And she took myself, my sister, and my brother's girlfriend, Katie, out for a really delicious lunch at this restaurant called Mosaic. And it's kind of like a, a Mexican or, um, yeah, I think it has like a lot of like Mexican food. And so we had some delicious items. We had a Korean barbecue. We had a chicken tortilla soup. I'm not a huge enchilada fan, but the everyone else wanted enchiladas. So I'm like, okay, I'll take the side that has, that's kind of dry. Cause I don't like an enchilada. I've talked about this before. It's a lot of soft, like there isn't a lot of like texture or crunch and I'm a crunchy kind of person, but, um, but I just ate like kind of like the edge that didn't, wasn't smothered in cheese. Uh, and then we had these delicious corn fritters. So it was a good lunch. And then we did, my mom took me to this place called laugh out loud cupcakes. Now 
I did post a picture on my Instagram. For those of you who want to go check it out, it's uh, I'm at the Diet Obsessed Podcast on Instagram. And this, okay, I had the best cupcake I've ever had in my life. Now, I had tried to go to this uh, cupcake place last summer and they were closed. I was devastated. But um, this time they were open and they had this like candy cane cookie, uh, cupcake that had it was like chocolate cake with this, oh my God, this icing in the middle. It was kind of like sandwiched in and it had crushed like candy cane. And the reason that this was the best cupcake I've ever had was the consistency of the cake. Okay. It was, it was moist, but firm. And I'm trying to remember, it brought me back to some special memory. I, I don't know exactly know what it, what memory it was, but it was a, it was, it was the kind, it was this chocolate, you know, the, the, the texture of this chocolate cake, I can't explain it. It was just so delicious and perfect. And the icing was really thick and super sweet and, oh, just perfection. So each bite of that, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Now, my stepfather is a bit of a sugar addict. He used to be, um, you know, he used to like be an alcoholic. And so he's, you know, he's no longer drinks. He, you know, he goes to to meetings and stuff and, and it takes it really seriously. And he also has a sugar addiction. And so we had brought home a cupcake and I was trying to like, I feel bad when people aren't enjoying food that is delicious. And I knew he didn't necessarily want to eat the cupcake, but I was like, I know he'll enjoy the cupcake. Anyway, you can't really, it's not a good thing to push food on people. It's just not. And so anyway, he kind of reprimanded me because I was kind of like encouraging him to eat this cupcake. And he was like, look, you don't get like addiction like this. And and I, I, I feel like I have a little bit of an addictive personality, but not to that level where I've ever like had a real problem where I've had to go, you know, to AA or anything like that. So I, I respected that. I respected his decision. And I'm like, you know, I, I, back, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to push cupcakes on you. And in general, I think that's just a good thing to not do to people, right? It's like, you know, it's like being at a party and people, you know, don't want to have an alcoholic drink and you're like, why aren't you drinking? That's like so bad. Like that's like the biggest faux pas. Well, the same can be true for food. It's, it's, you know, if people aren't consuming the delicious indulgent food that you have around, like you should just let them make that healthy choice. You shouldn't try to push food on them. Um, but these cupcakes were so damn good. Uh, anyway, so that was really good. And the next big meal that we had was our Christmas Eve dinner. Now, my mom decided to go kind of like a Middle Eastern flair. We kind of have different things that we typically eat on that night. Sometimes it's like a ton of charcuterie and all kinds of different things. But this year she decided to make homemade falafel, which she's never made in her life. She had all, she made homemade tabbouleh. She made this other homemade sauce at tzatziki, which I'm not a huge fan of because it's kind of like mayo-y, but um, I actually helped her make the falafel and it was really not easy to, because it didn't stick together. Like you're trying to form it into like a patty or a ball and it just wasn't sticking. So my mom finally ended up like just taking a spoonful and like dropping it into the oil uh, and so they didn't look great, but they tasted delicious. I really love falafel and, um, the hummus was really good. The tabbouleh was good. She had made all kinds of like desserts and cookies. My brother actually brought over, my brother's become like this farmer. I mean, he's an attorney, but he also has like, he wants to like live off his land. And so he like has all these vegetables growing and all of this you know, he like, he, he made this pumpkin pie and, uh, for, uh, for Christmas. And it was like the pumpkin was from his garden and he had made this homemade pie crust. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so impressive. And he had like pickled some cucumbers to make pickles. And I was eating those earlier. And I'm like, this is, we should like build a bunker and just in case the world ends Nicholas, and we can like live off your land. Um, and you know, because we're in Maine, 
he he sometimes gets paid in seafood from like some of the lobstermen or whatever. And this one client he had had brought him some venison, some like, you know, deer that he had shot. And I mean, I love venison. A lot of people don't like venison, but I grew up on it. You know, my Nana used to hunt and she would like skin the deer and use all the deer parts for like lamps and rugs and uh, you know, vegans probably won't want to hear this, but I, but she would make the most delicious venison cutlets. Oh my God. So delicious. But, um, my brother had taken some of the venison he had gotten from this guy and made a, like a shepherd's pie out of it. And so that was really good. I, I did eat some of the falafel and pita and tabbouleh and some of the Middle Eastern stuff, but I also had a nice healthy portion of that venison shepherd's pie and then finished it off a few days later. So that really was delicious and hit the spot. Um, and then we had wine and homemade raspberry pie and just all kinds of, of really good stuff. Um, Christmas Day, we... So, I, so I'm not really that hungry in the morning. You know, I usually... And usually because I'm eating, you know, kind of late into the night, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that likes to eat later. And so I usually don't get hungry until usually like 11 a.m. anyway. But, you know, Christmas morning, my mom usually makes a big breakfast and, you know, she gets these incredible biscuits from this place called Tandem Bakery in Portland. And they're these huge, dense biscuits that are buttery and salty and delicious. And so she had one for me. She had one for everybody. But this time, so we we usually have like the biscuit with, you know, bacon and eggs and there's a coffee cake and she did make the strawberry, the strawberry rhubarb, rhubarb coffee cake that was insanely good. Um, and so I woke up that morning and as usual, I wasn't hungry. And I, and I had told her the night before, I'm like, I think I'm not going to have the biscuit in the morning because I like, I want to save that for another day because what ends up happening is I fill up on this biscuit and all this stuff. And then I don't even, I'm not hungry for the, the afternoon meal that we have. Cause we usually have like our big meal in the afternoon. And my sister and I have this tradition now where my sister makes these homemade meatballs that are, you know, my Nana's recipe and she makes a homemade sauce, a red sauce, and she brings it over. And I make something else. Like sometimes I'll make shrimp guido, which is like these fried shrimp and garlic butter uh, with garlic bread. Um, you can tell I love garlic. And uh, this year I wanted to make a salad. So I ended up making this homemade dressing that was really yummy. It was like a red wine, Dijon, garlicky Italian type dressing. And I made a chopped salad. So I put salami and olives and some romaine and some cucumbers and chickpeas. And uh, it was really good. And um, and I just, I ended up getting, just instead of making garlic bread, I ended up buying some um, focaccia bread. And so cut that up. And, and because I skipped, well, so... When I went out for breakfast, I was like, okay, I was like so glad. At first, I was like glad that I didn't ask for my biscuit. But, you know, when you smell all the smells in the air and you're watching everyone eat these delicious buttery biscuits with their eggs and bacon, I'm like, mm, I kind of want mine now. <laughs> it's like suddenly I'm hungry. But um, I ended up just eating some eggs and some some bacon and definitely some of that rhubarb coffee cake because it was so good. Uh, and then, but I, but later I was actually hungry for the, the pasta, you know, the pasta and the salad and the bread. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I want this meal. I like ate the whole thing where I'm usually like stuffing it down and really not enjoying it as much because I've eaten so much in the morning. So that was actually a good plan. And then I got to eat my biscuit on another day. So, um, and we had champagne and so that was a delicious meal, I definitely ate until my stomach hurt that night. So uh, that was pleasant. And then let's see, the next deliciousness happened after Chad flew in. So um, I actually had my, my good friend Linnell and my friends Melissa, who used to live with me in California, my friend Sharon. Oh my God, I haven't seen Sharon in ages. 
And, um, but yeah, Sharon, Linnell, um, and Melissa actually drove up to visit me in Portland. And, you know, which was, I usually drive down there to see them. And the fact that they drove up to see me was like, it was so special. I was so happy to see them. And so we took them out, you know, Chad and I were bar hopping before they got there. And I was, you know, I was definitely feeling good by the time I saw them. Somehow I lasted the rest of the night. I don't know how, but, uh, we had, you know, we had all kinds of like not so healthy stuff. We had like these fried pickles. We had this mushroom pizza, some poutine with tater tots and pretzel bites. And really it was, you know, yummy stuff, not, not healthy, but the mushroom pizza was probably the highlight. We had some good cocktails. Uh, and then my mom, so the next day, and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that night, specifically the debauchery part on my next podcast, which will be behind the paywall because there's some funny moments I'll share uh, from that night on my next podcast. But um, we went home, Chad and I went home the next day to visit my family. My mom made a delicious chicken rice and white wine sauce with uh, charred Brussels sprouts that were delicious. So that was a nice, well-balanced meal that she made. I love my mom's home cooking. Um, and so, yeah, that was a lot of the deliciousness that I had over the holidays. And on my next podcast, I'm going to talk about, uh, the couple of days that we spent in Camden and Rockland, Maine for New Year's Eve, because we did a lot of fun things. I'll finish the story about when my friends visited And so all of that will be uh, on the next episode of Craving More, which is my subscription show. So that'll be next Sunday. So if you want to listen to that, you can go to the link in my bio and you can subscribe to Craving More through either Apple Podcasts or through Patreon. All right. So I wanted to save my diet culture media moment segment for the end because I'm doing I'm combining my podcast review with this diet culture media moment because so there was this, I had, I actually, I'd heard about this, um, this like photograph that Emrata, Emily Ratajkowski, the, the famous model, the girl that was in the Robin Thicke, uh, video where she danced around naked. She was in, she did this modeling shoot where she took this picture where, I don't know, she was in these like, you know, these larger pair of jeans. And some people thought that like both her legs were in one side of the jean and she was just like holding it out. Um, Apparently her, her, her legs were both through the legs, but she was just kind of like holding it out. And there was just a ton of backlash and just, you know, people tearing into her and being like, how dare you, you know, you know, make fun of someone that needs to wear that size jeans and, you know, someone like you who may, you know, wrote a book on like on, on people's bodies, like, and you're always defending your body and how dare you represent, you know, the female image this way. There was just a ton of like, like backlash saying that she was like being very, very insensitive. And I think that, so Diet Starts Tomorrow covered it and you had uh, Emily Lubin cover, you know, it was her and this other host. I I don't think it was Lauren. I think it was this new girl. I can't remember her name, but, um, but Emily was kind of, sharing the side of the outrage people. And then the other girl was kind of like, I don't really see the big deal. Like she's, it's, you know, it's kind of, so some of the feedback was like, oh, this is just art. This is just, you know, artistic, you know, this, she's just taking photographs. There's this, this is not her commentary on body positivity or what women will look like. I mean, Emily Ratajkowski is a very, very, thin, you know, societally approved type of body where, you know, she's that aesthetic kind of image that people think about when they think of a model, right? And 
and you know, the, like the old school model, which is very, very, very thin. And so, you know, a lot of people, a lot of like, you know, people that are fitness models, not fitness models, but like curve models and, you know, people in larger bodies were very much tearing into her and were saying that she was, you know, very, very insensitive. And there was a comment that was made by someone where they said, look, this is just art. So you guys are way overreacting. And look, if you're not confident, go work out. But you know, leave her alone. This is just her choice. It's It was probably not her making the, that artistic choice. It was probably the person taking the photographs, blah, blah, blah. And like Emily was kind of like, okay, that is offensive. And was kind of sharing in that kind of like outrage side and then the other person who, and again, I don't, I'm, again, I can't, I don't know who that other person was, but I think that other person was more like, well, you know, fitness does build a confidence. You know, if you're someone that like is, is feeling strong at the gym, you, you typically do have more confidence. And, you know, I listened to both sides and I, I understand why Emily was like quick to kind of like jump to be like, oh, how dare she tell, tell people to work out to have more confidence. It's like, but I also really do agree that fitness does build confidence. <laughs> you know, I, I really do. I think that if you're someone who lacks confidence or even if you, even if you're just someone who like, if you're the average person, if you're someone who works out, takes care of their health, you know, has, you know, more muscle, muscle over, over, you know, excess fat at a post tissue, you know, you, you will typically feel stronger, leaner. And, and I do believe that I, this is a personal opinion. Okay. That fitness can build confidence, right? I think that if you are holding yourself accountable, if you build discipline to get out there and move your body, however you do it, on a regular basis, you know, scientifically, you are releasing chemicals in the brain that will make you happier, right? Dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, like you release those chemicals, which do make you feel good, right? And that's just a fact, like that's a scientific fact. And, you know, I, I think that, I think I used to be of the mindset where I, I used to be that person that was working out to stay thin. Like I was, I, I, and look, I'm not going to say that there probably isn't part of that still in me. Like I, I like the fact that I can indulge in a lot of, you know, indulgent type foods and not gain a ton of weight because I learned to be consistent with working out. I so I'm not going to sit here and say there's no part of me that that likes the fact that I can maintain my weight through working out. Like that's that would be a lie. But but I will say that I I I have now become the type of person where I'm not like when I think about oh, should I work out today? I, it's not like oh I want to eat that burger later so I need to go work out. It's more like I know I'll feel better. I'll be less anxious, less depressed if I go work out. And when I look at this whole long 24-hour day I have ahead of me, if I can't take 20 minutes out to just move my body for that 20 minutes, like what am I doing with my time? Really? I don't have kids, you know? And you know, even if you do have kids, like if you find that 10 to 20 minutes just to do something, even if it's just some push-ups for 5 minutes, like you will have more energy for your children. You'll just have more energy in general. And, you know, I just think that, I do think that if you're, you know, and I, I saw this with like Chris Burns, for example. So he is Fat Carrie Bradshaw on Instagram. He, you know, he, so he's in a larger body and, but he's been going to this really high intensity workout class and, I'm telling you, and he said it himself. He's like, I just feel really better. He's like, I haven't lost a ton of weight, but he's like, I'm stronger. I feel good. And I, you know, when I look at him, he looks really good. 
I mean, you know, and, and I, I do think that if you have more muscle and you're like mu- muscle, just, you know, you, you do look better in your clothes. I, I think people look better in their clothes when they have some muscle. And, and I can tell, you know, because I've been in the fitness industry, I can tell somebody that works out and strength trains from somebody that doesn't. And it does like, there's a roundness to the shoulders. There's, there's uh posture, there's, um, and there's confidence, right? Like I really do believe that when you're stronger, when you're releasing those healthy chemicals in your brain, like you carry yourself differently, right? Like they always say confidence is sexy, right? And when you're strong and you feel good about the workout that you had, like usually you have more confidence, you feel good. Even if you're like some people gain weight when they when they start working out and, and they gain muscle because, you know, muscle is denser and, and weighs more than fat. So um, so but but they're they're carrying themselves differently. They're more confident. So I am definitely someone of the opinion that you you will be more confident if you work out. And I think for me, you know, when it comes down to discipline and motivation, there's a lot of times I'm not motivated to work out, especially when I'm here in in the cold on the East Coast. I don't have my gym around. When I, like the other day, like I was, I literally did push-ups in the bathroom, okay, at this, at this business I was at because I wanted to just do something. And even, you know, doing three sets of push-ups literally does not even take five minutes. And I, but I felt stronger. I felt good just mentally knowing that I did something for my health that day made me feel more confident, happier with myself and just, just better, you know? And, and I just think that, you know, when I was listening to Emily and this other girl kind of debate about this, I really, you know, I think that, I think Emily is like super sensitive to people that, um, you know, might not be, she's just very sensitive to the side of people that might not be super motivated and might not be super disciplined. But I, she also has garnered the benefits of strength training. You know, Emily used to be in a much larger body size and through working out, through through making, you know, changes in her eating habits. She's, you know, I mean, and she did intentionally lose weight, but, you know, right now she credits strength training specifically to, you know, how she feels good. So I I think she's just, I think she was being very, very sensitive, but I think ultimately she really did kind of agree with the side. I think she, she was immediately put off by what seemed like an insensitive comment but I I did like that the other girl that was on there was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, if you work out, you are going to have more confidence. What do you mean? If you go to the gym and you're like throwing around weights and you're like feeling strong, like, yeah, you're going to be more confident. I I do agree with that. So, so what do you think? You know, are you someone that works out a lot? Are you someone that has gained confidence through working out? Have you figured out a way to be disciplined even when you're not motivated Uh, I do think that, you know, when you get into habits and you realize there's so many more benefits when you're consistent with something, you can bring that discipline because you know you're going to feel really good after. So what's your opinion? Feel free to DM me to share what you think on this. I'd love to hear from my listeners. So I'd love you to share. All right. My last media review is going to be on the Netflix documentary, All of Me. And I stumbled across this. I mean, obviously, my algorithm is stuff related to this. So this popped up. It was an older documentary. And, you know, this is before, you know, when when weight loss surgery was like the thing to do. Um, and so this this documentary followed a bunch of women in Austin, Texas, who were getting weight loss surgery with either the lap band or gastric bypass surgery. And this specific lap band, it was interesting. It had, like, basically it would be like the doctor would put all of these, it would be like this this lap band that would have all these, like, pockets of fluid around it. 
And as people lost weight, they would like deplete one of those fluid bags to tighten the area and make and shrink the stomach. So it was like a process of gradually making the stomach smaller as people lost weight. Um, and so, you know, it, it was being used and, and it talked about this in the documentary as a last resort after they've tried absolutely everything to lose weight. You know, one lady that was featured had started out at 415 pounds and she was talking about how she had yo-yo dieted all her life. Now she was at 288. And, you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to review this on was because, you know, there's there's two things I hear from from people kind of in the the, like the, the body positivity or, you know, people that are fat activists. And, you know, some people who, you know, like the fat doctor that I had reviewed lately, you know, she, I remember she had made this post that was like, like losing weight, losing weight won't, you know, fix your joints or won't make your joints feel better. But, you know, getting rid of your fat phobic doctor will or something like that. And, and look, I know that, you know, there are, you know, people in larger body sizes who are super athletes and who are very flexible and literally run marathons and, you know, carry their weight just fine. And then there's other people that that extra weight really, it actually injures them and wears them down and, and hurts them. Like it's, it's, you know, part of, you know, it's painful for them, some, some people to carry around that extra weight. And so this lady specifically said that one of the main reasons that she did the gastric or the, the weight loss surgery was because her knees were getting blown out and she was going to be in her sixties and she did not want to be, you know, living out of a hospital bed. And so for her, it truly was an issue of increasing her mobility, increasing her quality of life. And um, and then there's this lady named Judy who now the other thing that that was really highlighted in this seer in this documentary was the stigma that fat people face, the rude comments, the judgment, which was, you know, heartbreaking. It's honestly heartbreaking to, to hear that, to see that. And I just think it's an important perspective for people to know about and to understand. Uh, and so this other lady had talked about that when she was in high school, she walked past a guy and he literally like mooed at her. Moo. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. She's like, are you just, are you mooing at me? And she actually had the confidence to like confront this guy like right there. And she's like, oh, he kind of fell apart with me like and good for her. I mean, that takes bravery. That's hard to call someone out who's making a hurtful comment like that. And she had joined a group uh, of big, beautiful women at 40. She said she didn't realize that she was going to be part of so many fetishes. She's like one guy wanted her to sit on him. Now, I do think that, like, I met a guy the other day who, who also, I mean, I don't think it was a fetish. I think he just liked curvy women. And, you know, he, he told me that this was at my, you know, side hustle job. And, you know, he, he was kind of talking about his type. And he's like, I really love a woman with a lot of curves. He's like, I like a big woman. And I'm like, well, that's great. I'm like, you know, you there's there's plenty of women out there with lots of curves that love a man that's that will appreciate their curves, you know. And I, I just I love that, you know. And I think that I think, you know, when this documentary was being filmed, this was this was this was a while ago. And I think for a long time, I think there are a lot of men out there that really do prefer women with some meat on her bones. But, you know, society doesn't, you know, at least at that point, you know, a lot of men were, you know, not able to speak openly about that or, or it was considered kind of a fetish. But I think now, you know, I think now it's, it's you know, there's all, you know, I think there's just more of an acceptance and awareness that 
we all come in lots of shapes and sizes and people people have you know different strokes for different folks people have different tastes people have different interests uh different things are sexy to different people and you know not everyone wants you know somebody that's you know skin and bones or thin like you know a lot of people really like a fuller figure and and you know the way it was presented in this documentary was um a little bit different but um you know, this lady that was uh, Judy was saying that when she went to Disney World, she had to go get a cart because it was so painful on her joints. And so one of her goals through this weight loss surgery is to go back to Disney World so and, and not have to use a scooter. So, you know, something basic like that, right? It's It's like, you know, a lot of people that I used to meet when I was in the weight loss industry wanted to have more energy for their kids. They wanted to be more mobile. They wanted to be around for as long as possible. Um, you know, there was uh, this a couple was talking about how. So there was a couple. This, the woman wanted to have the weight loss surgery. Her husband was supportive, but he was also really nervous about you know what would happen when she actually lost the weight, and he was a little bit threatened. He's like, well. He's like, are you going to, you know, carry yourself different and you'll have more confidence and, you know, are you still going to love me? And, and, you know, the husband was actually really insecure that she could potentially want to divorce him after she lost weight and felt really good about herself. And, you know, he had been reading that the divorce rate is really high for people that have had the weight loss surgery. Um but he was still supportive, you know, ultimately he wanted her to be happy and wanted her to, you know, reach the goals that she wanted to reach. Um, and this was a woman who, you know, her insurance didn't cover it. So she had to take out a $19,000 loan to pay for the operation. And not everyone can do that, right? Um, you know, Aubrey Gordon from Maintenance Phase talks about that a lot, how it's prohibitively expensive. I mean, just like these GLP-1 uh, drugs are, you know, right now they're very, very expensive for people. And for some people, you know, sometimes these things are life-saving, but it's just economically out of reach for some people, which is which is terrible. Um, you know, the next person that they talked about was this girl, uh, Tessa Lynn, and... Um, you know, she was 478 pounds and she couldn't get insurance to help. You know, her mom, apparently her mom used to hover over her as a child and she wouldn't even let her lick an envelope because of the calories in it. Now, I'm sorry, that sounds like a horrible mother, <laughs> you know. I, I think the people that have the most trauma and the most weight issues are people that had a mom like that, right? The the restrictive parents that hit that wouldn't allow their children to have this or that and hovered over them and sent them to Weight Watchers and all of these things, you know, I'm, you know, I always, I talk about it in lots of my episodes. I'm very lucky to have had a family who showed their food through love. You know, if anything, we come from a, a family of feeders than, uh, a family of restrictors. And so I'd much rather be from this side than from uh, the restrictive side, because I think that that's where a lot of eating disorders come from. So, uh, and, you know, this is this is that, that, that type of situation for sure. So they're all in this support group together. It was really a fascinating dynamic because, you know, everybody was losing weight at different rates. Um, you know, the people that were losing the fastest were like, acting, you know, they were perceived to be acting like they were better than other people. And some people that were struggling were getting very defensive, very angry, um, and calling it the honeymoon stage. And, and actually, Aubrey Gordon has talked about that quite a bit, about this, like, moral, you know, how, how when people lose weight or they decide to go on this health journey they suddenly think that they are morally better, morally superior to other people. And I get this. I do get this. You know, when I know when I'm like eating really just just whole foods and I mean, it, it does. I, I think there is this natural like superiority complex that happens when 
you're when I when I think that you are when you're when you're holding yourself to this standard of not allowing yourself to indulge in these things. And it's like, oh, I have the willpower. I have the resilience. I have this ability to say no. And all these other people don't. And I'm better because of that. I I can see how that's a natural thing that happens. And I, you know, Aubrey talks about it a lot. And I think that, and you actually, you do see it in this documentary. Um. But, you know, there was there was a girl who just decided to not have it, you know, that she she ended up just deciding to be very accepting of herself. And they ended up like spending that money that they normally would have spent on this very expensive weight loss surgery on other stuff. And, you know, there was definitely a lot of messaging in throughout this documentary this is the other you know one thing that this is the other big thing that i wanted to talk about from this documentary is um you know a lot of them were like look i i'm an i'm a great person i'm a good friend i'm a good mom i you know i have a a great career and i'm responsible and you know all these great qualities and how they felt judged by society because of their size And you hear, again, you hear a lot of fat activists talk about this, how society judges fat people as if they're lazy, they're not intelligent, they're dirty, they're this, they're that. And it's all bullshit. It's all these, you know, you know, misconceived notions of what, like why someone is the size they are and, and what that means about them. You know, I remember, I think it was like Reagan Chastain when, you know, she literally was training for a marathon and she had gone into her doctor and the doctor was like, you know what I'd like you to do? He's like, I know it's going to be hard, but if you just walk 30 minutes a day. And this is a woman who would literally just run like 26 miles. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? And it was just this this judgment, right, that she didn't work out, that she didn't move her body. And she was running circles around this doctor, quite literally. And it's that type of judgment of, of, of just stupidity, right? Like, like this, it's not based on facts. It's based on oh, this is what I think of you because I don't really know you and this is what I think of fat people. When really, you know, some people in a larger body size are in way better shape, have way better health than someone that, that are half their size. So I, 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 I just, I thought that it just, it kind of highlighted a lot of things that I'm learning from other fat activists that I've heard on podcasts. And so... Um, for anybody interested in that, again, it's called All of Me on Netflix. It's really good. There is this new documentary I'm going to be watching and doing a review on soon that has everything to do with, like, there's two twins that are being put on, like, one on a plant-based diet, one on, I think, like, another kind of diet that incorporates animal meat or whatever, animal protein. And so, I, I mean... I think they're leaning towards like the plant-based type of diet being better, but I'm, I'm curious to see what the actual results were. So I'm going to be doing that review pretty soon. Next week, I have a really good podcast that I'm reviewing that I've never reviewed before. And it's all about, um, you know, plastic surgery, but also holistic uh, things you can do to have better skin and better health and all kinds of really good, interesting topics. So that'll be next week. If you want to hear that, you can go to the link in my bio. You can subscribe to Craving More through Patreon or Apple Podcasts. Um, but I hope that... And now, if any of you have any comments, suggestions, feedback, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Please throw me a follow on there. Uh, you can go to my uh, website, thedietobsessed.com. Um, and if you have any you know, podcast or media you think I should check out, send it my way. I get great suggestions from my listeners all the time. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.